Right, yeah, back again. Another remix episode from Flight Room TV. This is gonna be a combination of the fifth quarter podcast, episode 43, the uh flight room podcast, episode 80. And I don't know, we might break off and do a little bit of overtime separately. But I am your host, Remy Please of Flight Room TV. I'm the lighthouse. Uh, we should be getting joined by another, you know, members later. But yeah, let's jump into it. The Wizards just took an L. Um the five and three currently right now just took the L to the Toronto Raptors. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we started off hot, can't be mad. Kind of a mixed bunch, a lot of new faces, new mm-hmm. head coach. Uh, <clears throat> unheralded rookie getting a lot of playing time, second year players getting a lot of playing time, Denny getting playing time c- coming off an of injury last year. He's sitting on his ass for a little bit in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do you think the Wizards are legit? Is this kind of like catching light in a bottle? People can't get adjust to us right now. But, uh, yeah, do you think we are legit as of right now, the Washington Wizards? Yeah, I think the Wizards are legit. When you say legit, what you mean? Like championship contender or you mean playoff? I mean, no, no, no. Unless you got Play, like playoff a, team. a big playoff three, team. yeah. I don't think yeah, you're legit no, unless you got a big three. Definitely a playoff team, man. Um, I think the key thing, that's because I think what the Wizards made the playoffs as an AC last year, and that was with, you know, Brad and Russell Westbrook as your top two guys. But right now, <clears throat> Brad not the only guy that can uh, make his own bucket. You got Kyle Kuzma that can put it on the floor. You got Dinwiddie that can put it on the floor. So you got a bunch of guys that can like you know get their own bucket. And then outside of that, you got multiple big men who you know who can give you hustle points. You got Montrez Harrell. You got a uh, uh, um, Daniel Gafford. A, a bunch of guys that's you know just gonna give you hustle points. Can run the floor. And then, you know, we still got uh, two more big men that's sitting on the bench right now that can eventually come in and pretty much have similar skill sets with Rui, who can run the floor, finish. He can hit the open three. Same thing with Thomas Bryant. So I feel like, you know, this Wizards team, once they get 100% healthy, they they pretty deep, man. I think they can make some noise. There's really nobody in the East that really scares me with that team. I, I think they can even beat Philly, you know. Um, it, it's too early to see what Chicago and New York is going to end up looking like. The Knicks look good, man. I don't know about you, but it's early in the season. But I just like the energy they play with. Like they got a lot of chemistry on that team. But um, outside of that, yes, I do think the Wizards are a legit team. If Brad go down, then what he gonna give you buckets? Then what he go down? Kyle Kuzma gonna give you buckets. They got you know legit three guys that can that can give. You, and they, and then even Caldwell Pope, he gonna give you veteran leadership. He gonna give you uh, a defensive player. And he could hit knock down knock the down open three, three. Yep. knock down knock down that open three. So then you got and he can create his own shot, even though that's not how he usually play, but he can if he has to. So you have guy, you have you know legit four or five guys that can get a bucket. That's not there's not a lot of teams that that have that. So yeah, I think the Wizards gonna be all right, man. Yeah, I think we're gonna be all right. I mean, the biggest difference I could say is the change of the coach, uh, Wes Unsell Jr. You can believe is a different type of philosophy. We share the ball. It's not just, you know, a ball-dominant Russell Westbrook, you know, tap, 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 tap. Even Brad, I mean, in the your previous years, he's he's going to tap, tap, and then get to the bucket, tap, yeah. tap, and pull up. He's never been a type of guy that's been too ball-dominant. He's going to get a volume amount of shots. It's going to be efficient, but he's not going to, you know, run the clock down and then rush a shot. You can tell the difference this year, this year 
even with new guys, I guess because they come from the same team or everybody's trying to prove a point but not being too selfish, uh, the ball moves. Um, mm-hmm. That's the key. That's the yeah. key component right there. The ball. Uh, shout out to Tommy Shepard. I was on you. Uh, you know, I was on your back these, these past <laughs> few years. <laughs> but for unloading that Russell Westbrook for three uh, starters, I mean, Montrell's coming off uh, off the bench, but three starters, you know, they are formidable players in the NBA, uh, share the ball, come from a championship team. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That 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 goes <laughs> a long way. And then you got uh, a guy like Daniel Gafford last year. Uh, he was, you know, down the stretch, was putting quality minutes in, high-energy player. He fits into this 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 offense. Um Denny, I don't know. We got, I got to see more from him, and then when Rui get back, I got to see how he kind of adjusts to who we have now. So, yeah. but that, I mean, uh, uh, what I can see from uh, Denny, though, you know, like you said, it's still early, but he playing with energy. He seems to have some level of confidence, you know, mm-hmm. right now. So we'll, you know, it's still early. It still remains to be seen. With he him. had a nice dunk the other day too. Yeah, yeah, but and then, and then we even got look the, the we got the knockdown three point shooter rookie too, uh, Kispert or whatever. Yeah, you know I wasn't saying? high on that draft pick. Yeah, I wasn't either, and he hasn't really been playing like that. But yeah. it doesn't matter because we have another shooter on the team that's not even playing. That's valuable, you know. What I'm saying? Right. And then we still forgetting Bertans, you know what Bertans, I'm saying? So yeah. this is a deep squ- the squad on the low. Like they can make some noise, you know. Um, I just like the like way a, they share the ball. I love the way they share the ball. I love it's like, honestly, they, they kind of play like the, uh, the the Warriors, you know what I'm saying? Like Golden State is kind of fast-paced, um, mm-hmm. a lot of ball movement, a lot of, you know, uh, shooters, you know, open mm-hmm. shots. So, yeah, I, I like what I'm seeing from this Wizards team, man. And, it, and this is uh, Western Unsell's first year. So just imagine, you know, when he gets to actually build build the roster the way he completely wants it to be. So. I mean, there's a lot of optimism going about this team uh, going yeah. into the future, man. I, a lot of optimism. I like what we're doing. At the same point, though, like we, you know, if you look at the Eastern Conference standings right now, I know it's early. It's only November, first week of November, but it's a rack of teams six and two, six and three, five and three, pretty much from from the third seed all the way down to the ninth seed. So it's in the thick of it right now. But certain teams, you, you're not going to expect to be. I mean, Milwaukee is 10th right now, so. Mm-hmm. You know that's not going to stay like right. that. Right. The Celtics are 12th right now. The Hawks are 11th. The, but the Celtics right. look like they got some chemistry issues going on right now, though. To me, yeah. It seems you that you think they, they're missing uh, their head coach? He's being in the front office. He might need it might, to come, might be. It might, might be, need to man. come down. Yeah. I <laughs> had to come down because this is pretty much the same roster. And then they added Schroeder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I don't know. And then they had some good young guys like – um. What's his name? Uh, Reggie Williams. I like him. Reggie Williams in the guard. Uh, what's his name? Langford. Langford. What's his name? Oh yeah, yeah. And Romeo Langford and the other dude, um, the little short dude with the little. Well, I think he cut his hair. He said he played for like Vanderbilt in college and shit. Remember, he had that one big uh, game in the tournament. I'm, I don't know why I'm forgetting oh, his yeah, name. I'm blanking. He had that the dude. He had like the little dreads, and he could kind of stocky, but he was a point guard. He was dropping yeah. buckets in the tournament a couple years ago. I don't know why I can't remember his name for some reason. I'll tell you, uh, Pritchard. Nah, not Pritchard. It was it's another guy, man. He w- he was cooking in the tournament the year before he got drafted. I think he went to like Wake Forest or Vanderbilt or some shit like that. One of those schools. But uh, either way, man, they they got some young uh, some young guys on that on that team, and I feel like they should be a lot better than what they've been displaying. Kimber Walker with the Knicks now, maybe Kimber Walker being gone might be. I mean, he was hurt a lot last year, but maybe that's the difference maker for the Celtics. I don't know. 
Yeah, he kind of <laughs> went missing in the playoffs. That was the uh, the big, you know, that was the the writing on the wall. But, uh, yeah. All right. So you know, moving on to we're still on basketball. I mean, the thing with Trey Young and uh, yeah. Um, about the rule changes, right? I mean, yeah, uh, they saying offense overall is down this year by a large margin, and maybe because you know people are not getting these tic tac fouls. And well, what was the official rule that changed that that all these players are like you can't lean about? into a foul like to you draw can't, a foul no more? Yeah, you can't mm-hmm. do that. Well, damn, that's what James Harden and Trey Young. That's that was like their shit. Steph Curry. Gil and Gil too. Back in the day, Gil was that was like his special master. Yeah, <laughs> he was a master at that shit. So. Yeah, man. You know, I mean, if if you can find a loophole in anything, if in anything, (laughs) abuse it. But once they, you know, dial back that rule, you gotta adjust. See, and those guys like Trey Young and James Harden, you know, they can they can off the dribble, they can you know kind of fuck you up and then hit you with a fake shot that have you losing your balance and draw a foul. But now that they can't do that shit no more, it kind of take like something out their bag right now. Mm -hmm. But I mean. I think it. I think it's uh, like you were saying. It's like a loophole in the game that a lot of players was taking advantage of. But at the end of the day, it's like eh, I don't, I'm not even really mad that they actually took that rule out, man. Because you know, it's like kind of like you said, guys taking advantage of, of the like. Okay, if I lean into you, then I can draw a foul. You know, it's like I don't know. This is a good stat. Uh, under the new NBA foul rules, there have been 40.2 free throw attempts per game, 39 personal fouls a game so far in the 2021-2022 season. That's the fewest average free throw attempts in league history. Mm. History. <laughs> Meaning, you know, that whole bad boys, Michael Jordan, all that type of hand checking there. Meaning less scoring. It's less scoring with the clock stopped. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. NBA totals have produced 29 of 48 over under counts. 62% unders. Yeah, so this is uh, hey, so this let you know right now. Like if you if you gambling, <laughs> play that under, especially as teams that you might have, you know, a perennial score out or coming off back to backs, play the under. I love it. <laughs> I love people that crunch the number yeah. like that. I mean make it easy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they I mean people gotta adjust and this this Kind of less you, you know, the tough, gritty players, you know, that mid-range game or I don't know. It's going it's going to lead a whole new wave of, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the best players always adapt. You know, right. they're going to always find, they're going to always find a way to, uh, you know. If not this year, off. next year. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean. The summers, yeah, the summers. You it, get it, really, it really ain't no, you know, use to feeling sorry for these guys, you know, who have benefited off the rule before, so. It is what it is, man. The top tier player is going to always shine regardless of the situation, you know. So I don't really have no problem with the rule change. It just is what it is, you know, because yeah. there's other guys who don't have the skill set to, to do that shit Trey Young and, and James Harden do. So, you know, you just got to look at it like that. But um, speaking of changes, you know, um, Calvin really uh, speaking, switching sports, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. And also on my fantasy team, who I thought was going to play, <laughs> definitely thought he was going to play. And I was, I was, you know, I'm not trying to be insensitive to the situation. I'm just saying, <laughs> I thought he was playing all week, so I didn't even check my fantasy squad before uh, that Sunday morning because I just assumed like, all week, no signs of everything. Calvin Ridley's playing. Sunday came, it was probably about two o'clock. I was like, let me see how my team doing. Calvin Ridley, zero points. 
out. I'm like, out? What's going on? Said, oh, he stepped away from football for his mental health. So uh, what do you uh, think about that situation overall? Um, is it legit? Like, I mean, I mean, just what you think about it? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's the reason. There's no story behind, behind it. it. Yeah, no one's really telling us. There's no, and he's performing to for the most, right? While he was playing out, he was he's been out like a, a couple of weeks. Okay. I think he got hurt, and then he sat out the week before, and then that's when he came out with the whole mental health thing. But, and they uh, there haven't been piss poor like, you know, a Washington football team. So mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't put it. It has to be something in this personal life though that is probably yeah. outside of football. But you know, and it had me thinking though, because um it said Calvin really steps away from football for his mental health. It had me thinking about that whole Naomi Osaka mm-hmm. shit, you know what I'm saying? Because it was the same thing. He's and not I'm like thinking, in the eye like she is. I know it, it, that too, but I was it, I was also thinking, like, okay, you know, it just didn't really seem to be much of a story. Nobody talked about it, nobody really said anything. So it had me kind of curious because I'm like, is it because not, did Naomi Osaka set a bar for athletes to to use the mental health thing to step away? Because I feel like before Naomi, you pretty much was getting shamed for this, you know. I don't, so I'm kind of surprised that um, you know, it wasn't much of a story, you know. But what if he just trying to save his body? Like, when did he get drafted? He got drafted well, two years ago, right? Night, two 2019, oh, so, right? I think he's only what 24, 25? he's 26. He's 26. Oh, 26. Okay, all right. So, yeah, man, that, that's the one thing I thought about though, because you know, like I said. I guess it was different. Vontae Davis, he quit in the middle of a game. You know what I'm saying? But he said he's stepping away, uh, you know, before the game happened. So, I don't know. I'm, the only thing that I'm thinking about is I'm But just you can't say Naomi because, like, start. she really don't – Cal really is not making these type of uh, public statements and stuff. So, I can't really compare him to uh, Naomi Osaka. No, 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 no. I mean, because she was, did she say she was stepping away from tennis because of uh, the social pressure or was yeah. she stepping away because she lost? Because remember, she did it right after she lost. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, that, so what's the, I, I mean, mean he why, played for why, the Falcons, so he, he lose every week. Yeah. But what, what was the story though? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what was that? Because I'm surprised nobody really said nothing about this. This almost wasn't even a story at all. Yeah, I I'm just kind of curious. It was just like it happened, and then it was it. Nobody talked about it, and you know, it's like, is this just a, a normal thing? Like, can everybody just say, "Hey, I'm step away because of football," and no one's gonna just, you know, I can't wait so I can use that. Do what you gotta do? That's what I'm saying, man. Shit. I can't wait. <laughs> like, I need like a, a week off for my mental health, right? <laughs> and them niggas can't fire you because they have to be respectful to your mental health. You gonna see me at the damn beach? Toes yeah. out. Hey, that shit happened at my job before. I'll tell you that. <laughs> These past few weeks have been very challenging. As much as I like to be on a football field, competing with my teammates, I need to step away from football. This time to focus on my mental well-being. This will help me be the best version of myself now and in the future. I want to thank my teammates, entire Atlanta uh, Falcons organization. Our great fans, my friends, and family for all the support this time. Calvin. I mean... We don't know what he's going through right now. You we know don't. What I'm saying? We, we don't. don't. We don't know. It could be anything. Anything. You know. And, and you know, th- these are human beings. Like it's some shit that's probably going on in his personal life that where yeah. he can't even focus on the field. You know what I'm saying? Right. And obviously, you know, it might be a family. I, I'm assuming this. Is a and family he's not issue. even like you know. It could be. And you don't want to be a chatty patty either, too. And he ain't out. I mean, but he, uh, you know, from what we can see, Calvin Ridley's not like an out there type dude anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, so I mean, yeah. So I mean. He got some shit going on with his family. I, I'm assuming, you know, I could be wrong, but 
it's a personal issue, clearly, so I can't really judge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So speaking about out there niggas, Henry Ruggs also <laughs> yeah, wide receiver. Also, also on my fantasy team, I lost two wide receivers. Lost <laughs> you two, down bad. <laughs> I lost two wide receivers this league for non-football related shit. Oh my god. Well, I, I got two. I got Derek Carr. So yeah. I, you know, uh, Waller's been out the last week, and then. This dude's about to be out. So, like, who are you gonna pass to? Fucking Hunter Renfro. He got who? waived. So Henry Ruggs probably. Who knows when he's gonna play again? He uh, got. He's, he's probably not gonna play ever again. I don't think so. Yeah, they they waived him. He's straight up. He's not even on the team no more. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna play ever again. At all. Mm. He he got in the. Uh, yeah, you have felony charges pending against you for driving under the influence of alcohol, resulting in death. So that's. Vehicular homicide or manslaughter or either or depending how you, but they clocked him going 156 miles per hour in the Camaro. I don't know how he survived. You know Camaros are made of. How you going 156 any goddamn way? In a a residential area too. They say you know Rainbow. He was on Rainbow, uh, Rainbow Boulevard. I don't know if you've been on Rainbow Boulevard in Mm -hmm. Vegas. Shout out to Vegas. You know I've been on a few times, but yeah, 156. On, that's like saying 156 on like yeah, give me something I can relate to on like something. University Boulevard. That's nuts. Yeah, <laughs> like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, like bro, you wilding to the fullest cut. Like, but it's like nigga, you in a you in a sports car already, mm-hmm. which already drawing attention to you. Then you like that's just ridiculous. And they say they pulled his tab at uh at he was at Top Golf, leaving Top Golf, and he had like 10, 14 some drinks. <sighs> Bro, and then it's what makes it worse is like if he was leaving the night, this, this nigga left Top Golf. You know what I'm saying? It top wasn't like right. a night, it wasn't like a nightclub. Like, who's he doing like, out there? Like, relax, nigga. Like, it's Top Golf, <laughs> nigga. Like, goddamn. Like, come on. Mm-mm-mm. Man, that's a whole. And then, you know, he a young dude. He was how old is he? What, like 24? 22. So, yeah, come on, man. Like, throwing his whole future away. And, 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 and it's, then, gone. Before, it's gone. And, and it's then gone. And then on top of that, you know, he had the story. I know you heard when he was in college, like, he had like a, um, like a teammate or a friend of somebody, I think that passed in like a, a car accident, a similar situation, I think. And I remember they did like a um, college football Saturday, Saturday morning special on Henry Ruggs, like oh talking about gosh. like, so like that's what makes it even worse. You know what I'm saying? That's terrible. That's horrible, bro. I don't like, you know, it sucks. Uh, prayers out to a person who lost their life. I yeah. just, one thing I just don't like to see is when people like lose the, like, innocent so people. much potential. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, innocent. And then, oh, yeah, just someone with someone with so much potential, just, you know, just not, not being realized. You know, you don't even got the opportunity to be the best you, you know, off of one mistake that you made, you know, one night. And that's something yeah. to think, bro. One that's, decision, that's... one night, or change your whole fucking life, bro. You can have the potential to be the greatest nigga on earth and right. make that decision and fuck it all up. OG uh Wallow, Wallow on uh million dollars. Yeah, I already know what you're about to say. Yeah. Fact, fact, hundred yeah. percent. Nigga, five uh, uh ten seconds of making a bad decision or ten seconds of a bad act could send your ass to the, mm-hmm. the jail for how much time years. you put in, what have you for real? How much time yeah. you putting in? Yep, that's some real shit. So Man, prayers out to everybody in this situation. You know, even though uh, Henry was being, you know, I guess every, I mean, irresponsible and reckless at the end of the time, it just sucks to see somebody, you know, waste their potential. And prayers out to the person that lost their life, man. You know, just simple mm-hmm. as that. And they family and all of them. And they family and everybody, because it's a tragic situation on, on all sides. You know. Yeah, these these gotta be the times like when those like uh, rookie symposiums and stuff like that. It's like essential. You really gotta be. 
I don't know, taking notes or taking heed or I don't know. People just don't really realize the shit till it's too late. So hey, but you don't think and like, then sometimes like he has to play this role to be example for other people too. That's what I was about to say. It's like almost sometimes people got to be casualties to teach other people not to go down the same path, you know. Like, you know, I feel and like oh, we, we had it with Dante Stallworth, but a nigga Dante Stallworth is a veteran at that point when he when he ran over somebody in Miami. Mm-hmm. But this dude's a young dude, and, and have a second contract. Like even the Dante Stallworth shit, it was like one of those like freak situations because the dude was walking across a highway. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody walks across highways, so it was like just an unfortunate. But he in a residential, basically right. residential area, wilding. going wilding like so. 156. 156 is now. I don't think I've ever gone 150. I've, I, nigga, I've never gone that fast in a vehicle. So I was just like, I don't know, bro. That's crazy. 125. Yeah, he said 125. <laughs> I might hit 125. That's on 50. 50 south. But 50, nigga, everybody flies on 50. <laughs> yeah. Come on. That's what 50 is almost made for, kind of. Yeah. I'm definitely not doing it off of fucking 10 drinks. At, at, at top golf where they in your hometown where they gonna be heavy handed no and that's probably part of the problem they're like oh we got henry ruggs hook them up right. you know what i'm saying make sure and shame drinks. on them too for giving that man uh, 18 drinks they should have known yeah. and, and the thing is once they they're going to track that shit back to uh, to top golf and whoever was just the like they shut down hooters hooters pike yeah, i was at hooters the last night and h2o yep I was at that Hooters the last night before they closed that joint. Oh, wow. The very the last night at that Hooters. That Hooters was there for, for fucking, that was like a famous joint. Got shut down because somebody gave a dude too many drinks and it killed a cop. You know yep. what I'm saying? And they shut that shit down. To this day, that joint's still sitting there. Nothing. Yep. The same you thing know? with uh, H2O. The one yep. girl, you know, was underage and she was drinking and she got in a wreck. Uh, but yeah, speaking about dysfunctional organizations, let go, let's go to uh, Washington football team. <laughs> let's recap our last week, moving into the bye. Um, yeah, so like, where where are we at? We meddling in the mud. We it said we had rumors of uh, trying to go for Mitchell Trubisky. I had no problems going for that. I would have no problems with that. Yeah. I'm like how I've looked. always been rude for that nigga. Like I'm just being real. And he, <laughs> like, he was... actually done us up in that that last game that we played against them when he was with Chicago. It was like a, a primetime game. He done us mm. up, but um, and he actually looked good in the preseason too. I know preseason, preseason, but yeah. But we swung a miss on that. Um, I don't know, like what was the asking price, but of course, like next year, you're not going to be comfortable with, with these quarterbacks uh, moving forward. Are you going to draft one? Are you going to force uh, Aaron Rodgers situation? Aaron Rodgers missing this week due to COVID is because he's posting all them hot boy pictures. Probably with being being uh, <laughs> being John Wick and allegedly unite. You might not be vaccinated to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, could that be the the backlash? It could be um, Bryce Love. I'm excited to see all of that, but I know I'm talking about all that shit. But to get back to it, uh, Washington football team. What where are we at right now? Goddamn, Montez Sweat's about to move. Uh, he's about to miss a month because of a, a fractured jaw. Yeah. yeah. So, where the fuck we at right now? Well, I will say that before I get into us, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers been flexing as of late. He been speaking this yeah, line. Yeah. So I'm I mean, I said that last year. I said I'm that not last surprised. Year. I'm not surprised at all that yeah. then all of a sudden now he got COVID because that nigga been speaking out. He been mm-hmm. going against the wokeness and all that shit. He been mm-hmm. he been he been letting the nuts hang a lot as of late. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, outside of that, Washington football team. Man, it's like every damn week. Like we don't look like we're the worst team, but we just can't get it together. It's like we like 
how many games have we lost this year where you can clearly say like them niggas is just better? Probably just the, the Kansas City game, right? I don't think there was any other game where every day we just was uh, just... the Bills. The Bills looked up. Oh, the Bills I, I don't Kansas think City. Kansas City looked like like head oh, yeah, and shoulders better. Not than that, us, but we, for real. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's just it's like just typical Redskins shit. It's like yeah. we beat ourselves, we shoot, shoot ourselves in the foot. That motherfucking Heineke shit with kneeling on the one yard line. I'm still yeah. mad about that shit. And that's then like signing the kicker that's blew named it. blew it. And, and then he Hopkins gets get picked up two days after. He gets blocked three times in, in two games. Like he was the scapegoat. So that 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 that's exactly. all like an organizational exactly head coach leadership I problem. I agree. Personnel problem. Like, why are you like even you, the whole trying to trade Landon Collins shit all of a sudden? It's like, yes, yeah. we know he wasn't playing that great at safety. You moved him the linebacker, the nigga performed phenomenal. We yeah. lost, and now it's like let's trade Landon, which means you're looking for a scapegoat. Exactly. But is that Ron? Do is that Ron? I think it is. I think it is Ron, and Ron is actually um, taking this fan base for granted. I said in, in the past, this fan base actually, you know, we can see the proc on the field. Like we're kind of a smart fan base. Like we know when we're being bullshit or not. So I can now say I mean, that. Like I said, man, patterns, bro. You got pick. Like Ron Rivera did this shit last year. He was like, Haskins is our guy. Then when when you know, all of a sudden he threw Haskins. Not stupid, under the bus. bro. He should, you know, he should have on had he like literally changed the whole narrative of the season overnight and then threw Haskins under the bus. Same thing happened this season. We ain't winning, throw Dustin Hopkins under the bus. Now all of a sudden now it's landing Collins. So what I'm getting from but the one thing that I will say about this whole situation is that once he's uh now that the trade the trade deadline is over, it's gonna be a coach next. Like nigga, if we lose two more games, one of these coaches is gone. And I wouldn't be surprised if this part is see, I think he fucked with uh Jack Del Rio. Scott Turner is like his little protege, so it's probably gonna be the special. He teams he can be the first to go because like some of those like, like Scott Turner, bro. Third down, second down, decisions. I don't like his style at all, bro. I don't like and then even player. the the last go ahead, you know, chance to to even tie or win the game, what wherever. Why are we throwing not in the end zone? Three plays back to back. Fourth play back to back. We're not throwing it in the zone. That has to I be coaching. It's not the player. I don't understand at all, and and uh and even the Heineke man, my 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 experience, being, but not even just that, but my experience being a Redskins fan through all my, I've never seen a nigga just get away with like just the shit that Heineke does. <laughs> like every every, and I'm not even trying to just make it a race shit because every interception that Kirk threw, niggas was like, oh fuck Kirk Cousins. Meanwhile, Kirk Cousins is in Minnesota right now with like two interceptions and 16 touchdowns, like some crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's right. like I mean, we had 11 to nine on the season. But but that's the point. And even 11 and 9, like we've had quarterbacks who have had similar numbers and it was getting trashed. And like, you know, and don't get me wrong, like people ain't like necessarily treating Heineke like he's a, a savior, but also no one's like treating him like he's the problem either. You know what I'm saying? Right. And in Washington, it's always a quarterback's fault when we lose, no matter how, how good he's playing. I mean, how can you not point into the offense? The last three games, 13 points, 10 points, 10 points. It's the offense. Mm-hmm. And the Often. defense is showing signs of life. Like they seem right. to be getting better every single every single week. You know, it, they started off slow, but you you've seen the shit starting to come together a little bit with the defense. So I mean, yeah, man. But as far as going into the rest of the season, I mean, we trash. We probably just going. Yeah, hang it up. You know, what do you expect at, at this point? We two and six. What do you expect? Hang, <laughs> at this hang point? it up. Hang, hang uh, put put Gibson up. You playing with a stress fracture? Hang it All up. Right. 
All right, so um, I know we be we've been talking about St. Juice like every week. So what do you think? I know he got burnt like last week. He didn't have his best game last week. Do you still think he has potential, or are you just at this point like, nah, he just don't have it? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not kicking him to the side. Also, like I don't want him to be too shell shocked either, mm-hmm. and that's what could happen to like a young. That could guy. happen. I feel like that was kind of happening last week a little bit, you know. But uh, yeah, because he's kind of reacting a little bit too early and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want him to be shell shocked at all. But uh yeah, speaking about shell shock and my uh betting history last week, let's go ahead and with the Stone Cold Locks of the Week. Stone Cold Locks of the Week. Each and every Wednesday, we give you one lock to pick. Make sure you bet in even units. Who you got? I'm gonna take Damn, man, we even talking about. Okay, we got to do a recap too of last week. All right, well, go go with your recap first. No, no, no I'm talking about just a regular uh, NFL recap. Uh, damn. Hmm. I mean, these some good these games this yeah. weekend is obvious as last week because I knew the Bills was going to demolish them and the Jets. <laughs> yeah, knew them niggas was going to get smashed. That the one game that surprised me last year, last week was um the Jets, Jets being the, the Jets yeah. being the Bengals, nigga. I didn't see that shit coming at all. That's especially the, on parlay. Especially the way that they beat the Ravens right before that. So mm. that shit was crazy. I'm going to take the Chargers minus two over the Philadelphia Eagles. Four o'clock game in Philadelphia. You got the Chargers over the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Man, give me Green Bay over Kansas City. I think Kansas City's. Well, Bryce young. Love? Oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> right. We just talked about that. You're I right. I mean, no, Bryce. Bryce You're uh, right. No, uh, Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Yeah. We just talked about that. that. You're 100% right. Damn, none of these games is fucking obvious. Like, none of these games is obvious. I am excited to see him, though. Give me Buffalo over Jacksonville. Buffalo, Jacksonville, minus 14 and a half. Yes, because Jacksonville ain't doing shit. The Rickers ain't doing nothing. I would try to buy that down, too. If I I was betting on it, buy it down to probably 13 and a half. They ain't doing shit. We'll see. I have no idea what Green Bay's offense is going to do, but I will say I'm excited. Uh, them, them, them niggas is running like shit this week. They got motherfucking Aaron Jones. They got uh, AJ Dillon. They got like a three-headed monster running back, so they will be running the ball like shit this week. They're going to try to protect Jordan Love the best that they can. Anything else uh, popped out week eight? Uh, week eight, man. Um, I don't know. Like I said, that Raven, the um, Bengals losing to the Jets, that was probably the biggest thing that stood out to me for the week. I can't really think of nothing else off the top of my head. You got anything? Uh, Should have probably started there. <laughs> you're right. Uh, the Eagles put up a rack of points, 44 to 6 on the Lions. Lions um, is ter- they are terrible. Oh, the Arizona Titans, the Titans uh a duel in overtime. 
lost Derrick Henry, Derrick possibly Henry for, for the rest of the season. And James Winston. Uh, didn't they say he's going to be off for the season, yep. too? Towards ACL. Uh, Trevor Simeon. Maybe maybe uh, Taysom Hill will be back next week. And you would assume he would. Uh, but his style of starting. play, with, with the depending on how bad the concussion is, um, the Seahawks won big with 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 uh with Geno Smith. Uh Russell Wilson start taking, you know, his first steps in rehab uh, a couple of days ago. The Cowboys won a big game in Minnesota with Cooper Rush. Yep. It was a lot. That says a lot calls. though for them yeah. to beat to beat the Minnesota with Cooper Rush. That says a lot about that team. Right. So that means they the Cowboys is for real. Right. <laughs> I I don't want to say it, but it's the truth. They are. Right. They are. His they first are. NFL start, and he they beat the Vikings on the without, road without Dak. Primetime game, mm. pretty tough. Uh, Tom Brady lost to the Saints <laughs> through a pick six to to seal the game, but still put up four touchdowns. Um, Alvin Kamara didn't go crazy, but Trevor Simeon somehow beat Tom Brady. <laughs> crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the Patriots went went over to the San Diego. Mac Jones beat the Chargers. Crazy. Uh, I mean, what, what what do you think about Mac Jones so far? He just looked like the typical Patriots quarterback. Yeah, systematic just running the system. Yeah, they're going to be opportunistic on the defense. They're going to run the ball. They're just going to try and minimize turnovers. I mean, that's all you can ask for. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, goddamn, uh. Von Miller is, is got oh, traded yeah. to the Rams. Damn. Von this, Miller this, got traded yeah. to the Rams. Von Miller ain't the same Von Miller no more. But I mean, it just adds. Still, depth. I, I, still I bet adds he's gonna depth. be Von Miller on the Rams. It adds depth to that team. It adds yeah. a lot of depth to that team, and he still has a presence in the locker room. It's just gonna get him more confidence and make them a better team overall. So, and right now, I think, man, who we got to recap our preseason picks for who we thought we was, was going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I got to look back into this. Because I because I, I think I had the Rams as my as my team in the NFC. AFC, I think I picked the uh, the, the Chiefs. And I, I ain't had looking, Green Bay. That ain't looking good right now for the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? So we will see, man. We will see. NFL football, man. You never know how it's going to go. Ever. Okay, we can jump into... I mean, we on football right now. We might as well, uh, you know, keep it football, but more, you know, societal and get into this whole Colin Kaepernick shit. Uh, did you see the Colin Kaepernick uh, documentary? I actually did. I, I watched all of it. Um, what in the racial my player? That's what it kind of looked like to me. <laughs> The racial my player. <laughs> the racial my player. Yeah. Now explain that because I feel like I know what you're talking about. But go ahead though. Just, like, expound on that. What you you know, you we play like uh like 2K and you like have the whole storyline and shit. Yeah. Like lean up to the shit. So it, he was like detailing his his uh sports upcoming, but it had all these racial, you know interjections in it i'm like bro like come on like god forcing this shit down my fucking throat i agree but the, the funny thing that you're saying about that i do agree but we we're acting like there's not interracial players all in all so like we're talking we're talking about fucking clay thompson like like I'm, these niggas i'm just i'm just me like the whole like not i mean interracial i mean biracial yeah. like oh, biracial, yeah. but i'm talking about the end i mean the the racial 
undertones of uh oh colin uh why don't you be dontrell willis you know what i'm saying like all this stuff like oh uh, uh why don't uh he's in a hotel lobby and they like saying oh uh please don't steal these cookies from us and stuff like that people being threatened by him and stuff like oh that, that shit okay I yeah got you, it was yeah, just yeah, so yeah, much like oh uh and it opened up with like the scene of like the combine and stuff like oh these players are being uh measured like slaves being so sold and shit like that like nigga, you signed up for the shit. What the fuck? <laughs> like the but not even just that. Like you know, man, come on, man. It's like just the image right there, that big ass afro. Like, oh yeah, yeah, with the like, turtleneck and all that. Yeah. Like why, why, why? Like why are you why trying are to you? It's like you're trying to convince me. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I, nigga, I don't need you to tell me who this, 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 and, and this is. I don't know. That just whole situation. I mean, I didn't see the joint, but I, I mean, I, I can just tell just overall, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I, I, I already knew what it was kind of going to be because I, I have an idea what I think this whole Kaepernick shit is about. So I'm not surprised by your perspective. What do you think it. the idea is? Well, you said what? <laughs> what is the idea? Well, Colin Kaepernick, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, perpetuating more victimization. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you gotta you got a whole generation of people who aren't dealing with the same oppressions or the same blatant direct oppressions that you know our great grandparents was dealing with. So but you still have to have this mentality of people feeling like, you know, um, you know, that they're being oppressed. So like now you have to have somebody right. to just bring it on to this, like passing that baton on to the new generation. So the same shit that people our generation are walking around complaining about. Ain't can't hold a candle to what they was dealing with back in the day, you know what I'm saying? But you can't. Um, but based off, you know, the, the shit that Colin Kaepernick's projecting, you would think that it was the same shit, and it's not. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, they ain't, they fought for something, bro. Like, we didn't tell you know what I'm saying? Like, they tried, they made it a little better for us. Give them some credit, like you know, <laughs> compared to the shit that people was going through back in the day. So, I don't know. So, and it's. It, be completely real, like something about this whole, it just, it doesn't seem authentic, bro. It seemed like, um, like plantish, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, <laughs> like homeboy got a job to do, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's not him, just not, it's not like free expression. It's more like, you know, narrative painting, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it was, it was pretty much all in the opening scene. Like he's talking on the NFL combine. NFL players are measured and scoped you know what i'm saying they 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 you know pick before they're sold and you know what i'm saying wagered on and stuff like that we're like bro this is the same nfl you was drafted to and was trying to get back into so and like, trying to get back into and that's the key it? thing about it it's like all right so you the nfl is so oppressive that you was trying to get back into it you don't make sense don't make no sense i mean i can understand like the whole you know colors and shit that you probably like grew up with but uh but even the colorism thing, like who who who's doing that to you though? You know, who's 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 giving you that who's creating that insecurity that you have or whatever it may be, the whole colorism thing. Is it is you know, where is that coming from? Him, his folks, his parents. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like who actually was a person, where where did that come from? <clears throat> so I don't know, but and also peeped uh like he really didn't have his his siblings and stuff portrayed in the uh and the whole oh, guy. I, oh, I heard that he was like kind of going on his parents too in the joint. Yeah, he was he going was like trying. To, he was trying to say like they were like racist or something. Not, I don't think racist. Just oh, oblivious. not racist. They, they meant well, but they just didn't understand how. Yeah, just oblivious. Like, yeah, like being insensitive to mm -hmm. black black things. I guess you would say. 
I mean, yeah, he was adopted, and they kept saying that and how he felt as adopted. I mean, as a young kid, you could probably you can understand that. You I think anybody that. anybody who's adopted is probably gonna have identity issues because you're being raised by your non biological parents. It yeah, makes and sense, especially in a whole different you know dynamic like that. But like, I didn't see none of his siblings portrayed in the in the in the documentary or whatever uh, the my player uh, experiment. But, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> I ain't see none of that shit. And you know what's so funny? Like even when the whole Kaepernick shit was going down, initially I was with him. I was like 100. I'm like, oh yeah, he doing his thing. But there was this thing in the back of my mind said, okay, hold on. When did this? Why all of a sudden now that he's pro black and he's fighting for the black people? Now he grows an afro. He start wearing like dressing like a Black Panther. That's what made my like kind of you know spidey senses <laughs> go up. Like nigga, I'm with you, but like it's almost like you're playing a character. So that's where the 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 second guessing came in because it was like bro i know a lot of people who feel the same way that you do and they don't have afros they don't wear leather jackets with turtlenecks and they all feel the same <laughs> fucking way you do so it's like bro you ain't gotta do it you can still get your message across and you don't have to look that way so that was the part that kind of had me like a little skeptical so then when and you then say the, uh... it looked like that in the, in the documentary i'm not surprised i wish we had somebody else who actually like you know thought this was necessary or thought this was good and right could, you know give right, their right. point of view because I, I i would like to when I like look at stuff like this, I would like to see like multiple you perspectives know, on the yeah, yeah. sides of it because I'm like, hmm, maybe you know, this you know, I the, the young dude that was acting it was pretty good, kind of sound like him too. Mm -hmm. Um, I just like the whole you know, my player, you know, story coming up, all that stuff. But I like, you, I enjoyed you, that, but it's just like everything, it, it didn't feel authentic to you, yeah, it didn't it feel was, authentic at all. It's like they were trying to paint a narrative. Yeah, it had yeah. to be a story. Like every other scene was like, okay, there's like some racial undertones. Like how many? You know what I mean, all right. So that scene when you said that they said they was at a hotel and they was like, oh, we're not going to steal anything. So it was like three different times. Yeah, right. But this is what I'm saying. Like I'm black, right? And I don't be experiencing that shit all the fucking time. Like I, as a matter of fact, I, sometimes I might assume that somebody think I'm gonna steal something. But don't nobody just straight up say, don't you steal that? Right. Like, that, that shit don't happen in real life. You know? I might in the right. back of my mind think, oh, yeah, I'm black. They, think uh, I'm a white dude in the show said, oh, you're much better than the other one. So I was like, what? <laughs> Who says that? No, I know. I've never had. I've never heard that before. But I have. And he's, he's, uh, he's probably a little younger than us, too, right? He's yeah, he's younger and he's than not. Us. He wasn't uh, raised in the deep south or nothing like that. Or I don't care. Like, even if it's somebody's that, like passive aggressive and shit like that, you're not going to pick up on all that shit. As like a 13, 12 year old and shit like that. Especially, not even that, especially like put it like this, like a lot of my whole perspective on racism came from my black parents. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they kind of put that in my head and made me aware of it. Had me look, kind of almost had me looking for it. You know what I'm saying? To validate mm. the shit they was telling me. But he was raised by white people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know they wasn't telling him like, oh, there's racism everywhere. Mm -mm. You see what I'm saying? So got I mean, stopped by the police and everything too. Driving, got stopped by the police with his white parents on, on the show. Like, oh, you talking about that happened in real life or before this? So you, mean I don't know if it happened. On, a, oh, 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 so you saying on, on the, the documentary and this, it was real life. Colin Kaepernick with his family getting pulled over by the police. No, it wasn't camera. him, but his, you know, the actor playing. Oh, Kaepernick. so he was reenacting something. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. I was about to say. I thought they was trying to say like Colin Kaepernick was his family today was driving down the street and got pulled over mm -hmm. by the police. On the documentary, I was like, "Nigga, they." It's was it's not wild. like a documentary; it's like a, a whole, you know, reenactment of his. Oh, life. A reenactment! Yeah. I got you. I got you. I got so you. they had a little kid playing his life through, like, from a uh, freshman, uh, from freshman year all the way till freshman year of uh, college. 
Yeah, that's pretty I, much. I will say though, I have experienced like people saying shit like, you know, oh, you guys are so well behaved. Like when we was kids, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I remember people used to always say like, oh, you guys are really well behaved. Like almost if they were surprised. I did say <laughs> shit like that. I ain't gonna lie, but um, that's you know that's part of it. And then, and then and then even if we're gonna talk about the race shit and racism and uh prejudice, I mean we've experienced that shit from everybody. It wasn't just white people, nigga. Mm. Everybody was doing that shit. Like nigga, I went into a fucking little convenience store and the Asian lady was like, hurry up and buy. Literally in real life, yeah. it was like standing behind us and watching us trying to make sure we wasn't stealing yeah. shit. But that wasn't like that I'm saying was, like everybody was doing this shit. It wasn't just like getting teased by all races was shitting on us, nigga, in school. Like it wasn't like no, like just strictly like black and white thing, nigga. Like the perspective of black people amongst all cultures is pretty negative. You know what I'm saying? And then we do it in in reverse. And then we do it to each other. And then we do it to each other the same fucking way. So I mean, so it's like everybody be shitting on black people, even black people. It's like it's like if you want to feel about better about yourself, shit on the black, (laughs) like including blacks. It's crazy. And then we do it in reverse. We'll shit on them. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. open. It's free game out here, man. I guess you know. Just stop like being so fucking soft. sensitive. Stop being so goddamn sensitive. It's crazy because I was I was watching uh, Beverly Hills Cop two at the barbershop today, and just how uh, A Murphy was talking to everybody, cussing them out, and people just you know so you know accepting of being cussed out and shit like nobody was catching feelings and shit it was just a different time back then i mean it's funny because even when you watch a bunch of those 80s movies like motherfuckers would just be cussing niggas out and they'd be like mm-hmm. ha 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 moving on like right. you know what i'm saying like <laughs> if you if you watch like coming to america and watch how they interact everybody was <laughs> pretty much talking shit the whole movie you know and that's new york bro you've been in new york you know how new yorkers talk like that's just how yeah. they talk you know what i'm saying so i mean but he was in beverly hills just talking shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> to everybody yeah on rodeo drive is talking shit and even like the uh his police chief and people don't know uh he was like an actual you know police you know police that dude that was uh hired in that movie he was just talking shit but just it was just it was authentic how people talk to people back oh then. yeah you talking about when he was on the little tour bus to joint right you talking about beverly hills cop when he got on top of like the little uh like the little hollywood joint like it was like a little tour bus. Nah, we had to, we had to report back to the dude in, uh, in Detroit. But he was on the bus. You talking about that part? That part and in the second part when we had oh, okay, to ask okay, 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 for okay, more okay. money and shit. Yeah, but yeah, he's the actual police chief. I think he was actually yeah. tied up into the uh, whole white boy Rick shit too. Probably. Yeah. Wow, shit. Um, well, I mean, well, since we already on the topic, um, Colin Kaepernick, he definitely touched on that shit a lot during the documentary. I mean, or the, the what do you want to, what do you even want to call that? Like, a, I don't know. Like also, the, the, the lady, yeah, miniseries, that's what it is. Okay. Uh, Ava Duvernay. Duvernay. Yeah. You know, she's behind all that stuff. Yeah. So she directed it. But yeah, go yeah. ahead. But um, yeah, just staying on the topic, um, or you know, um, Colin Kaepernick, you know, touched definitely on being interracial or biracial. biracial. You know, what I'm saying biracial. <laughs> so, do you think that um, just in general, do you think biracial people have identity <laughs> identity issues? <laughs> we definitely had this whole trying to figure out what the right word was all before this shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah do, you, look, do you think bi- biracial people have identity issues? Do you think there's some legitimate? I, I do. I do that? think so. I do think so. Uh, if you look at our uh, specimen right here, Tiger Woods. Uh, he was also, you know, then he like came out and said, you know, what I mean, I'm mostly Asian. Then 
Like you how do you even cobbling Asian or some shit like that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I think I don't know. I just think just how how you raised. I don't think like whatever the the dynamic of like 75%, 25%, 50%, 60%. I don't know. I don't think none of that shit matter. I just think it is how you raised. Yeah. Um, even within that, I think um, just the whole identity issues, I feel like it's only natural you're going to always have identity issues because you're trying to fit into two different groups. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I'm uh, half black and Asian. So now you want the black people you want to fit in. But, you know, there's two different cultures. It's like trying to fit into two different cultures. And some of those cultures might have like certain things that might not even like, you know, they might. Uh, what's the word? They uh, conflict. You know what I'm saying? So like that can just cause a lot of confusion within itself. Um, I've heard people like I remember even watching all the smoke and Matt Barnes was talking about, you know, being around the black people and not feeling black enough, being around the white people, not feeling white enough, you know. So, I mean, I, I think that's a natural thing. And, you know, even identity issues, I think when you play into stereotypes a lot, I think that can cause a lot of identity issues, too, because, you know, especially if you're not immersed into like, let's say you're, you know, you're mixed or whatever. If you're not if, like if I'm black, but I'm uh, excuse me, if you actually are hanging around or you're involved with one side more than the other one, like if you have no if I'm half white, but I, you know, raised by my white family, I don't even know how to engage with black people other than right, what right. I see on TV. So then my way of, you know, feeling blacker is trying to be like what I see on TV. And then you end up, you know, being a character of what blackness is and you that's how you identify with it. And we see that a lot. I feel like a, a lot, a lot, especially with celebrities, you know, that's why sometimes a lot of these celebrities blindly, you know, go into certain uh, movements because they think in like Naomi Osaka will blindly go into a movement because she thinks in her mind she's standing up for people, even though she really don't know nothing about, you know, the issues. It's just that's her way of, you know, being closer to her other side, even though she wasn't raised that way. You know, but you know that's her way of right, right. You know, I feel like interracial people are, or, or excuse me, biracial people. I feel like biracial people are the are the ones who are like the easiest to get caught up in social movements based on race. You know what I'm saying? Because they True. think that oh, it's just some a, a person of a yeah, some a person of a certain race is like oh, okay, black people think this. So in order for me to be black, I got to fit into that box. But a person who's really black knows that I don't have to fit in any box because I'm black regardless of what you try to put me in. But a person who's might see them uh, might be biracial feel like they have to sit fit into a certain stereotype of a certain box, you know, to feel like they're black. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever you know, um, race they try to fit into. Yeah, but it, I think it goes deeper than actually the uh, the dynamic of you know the pink spill of black and white and all that stuff. Is it's literally how you're raised and your environment that you come up in. Like even if you are, you know. Your, your your people's is you know your mom's is you know whoever and your your pops is whoever it's like what like how did you grow up like what scenario was it did you grow this did you grow over here did you grow up over here it, it's it's a lot of dynamics in the shit yeah i mean i agree with that because like even if, if i'm a white dude and i grew up in an all-black neighborhood and shit, exactly. i'm just going to be able to identify with black people, right you know you all white even yeah. if you all white you still yeah. so yeah I, I do agree with that i mean i think that also pl- pl- plays a part into just in, in any any race like whatever mm-hmm. the stereotype or the general standard it is for your people like if you're not doing that like if i'm black and black people like to play basketball but i like to play uh fucking cricket you know what I'm saying? People are like, oh, black people don't play cricket, nigga. What's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? So now all of a sudden I have identity issues because I have a 
you know, connection with something that may not be something that black people in America do culturally or whatever the fuck it may be, any any race. So I think a lot of identity issues come with that. Like, you know, I've had people, you know, even say shit like, oh, um, I was into um, anime and I used to get teased because I was black and I was in the anime. And now all of a sudden, it's a lot of I, now too. I, I, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I was, you know, connected to the black community because I like anime so much, you know, it's just that type of shit. You know, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh, does anime define you as a black person? Whatever the fuck, you know, your race is, is, is you know, the TV shows you like or the, you know, does that uh, does that define who you are? You know, true. The whole black card. Yeah, the whole black card, because put it like this. We can be like, oh, black people like this black show, you know, but it could be produced by a white person. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the fucking day. So it's be like, oh, you're not black. You don't like this show, but it's like, nigga, at the end of the day, that show is produced by, you know, Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer, exactly, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I mean, at the end of the day, like we 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 shouldn't define. I mean, I don't think we should define ourselves by you know what shows you watch and shit like that. You know, from my perspective, it's just what whatever's in you know your blood at the end of the day. But right. You know, no matter how you act and what you're into, you know, you are what you are. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, like nigga, you don't like Fifty Cent, you ain't black. You know, nigga, <laughs> like nigga, you you voted Republican, you ain't black. You yeah, know that's what the, I think that's yeah. the biggest. Yeah, you know, it's like that kind of shit. You know, you don't like fried pork chops, and that was also in uh <laughs> the Kaepernick joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, his hairdresser gave him fried pork chops. <laughs> oh, just it's just a coincidentally. Uh, okay, all right, yeah. And well, his, that's mom, his mom's ain't cook with seasoning and shit like that. It was so stereotypical. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. They, they, they didn't even have to put that in there. Like, come on, man. He was like, oh, he loves salt. He's like, mm, just don't need it. <laughs> I gotta watch there. I gotta watch this shit. I have to watch it then. Dang. I was just watching because it was like almost like uh what do you call it? Like satire. Mm-hmm. It was that, almost like that. It's funny because I heard somebody else say that and they said it seemed like some like uh like some Saturday night live. Like they was basically saying if it wasn't intent, they basically saying like if if the intentions wasn't for it to be serious, you would think it was supposed to be funny, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It was hilarious to me. But I know I just like the how it kind of looked like a, a my player jump. That's interesting. Damn, I wish I wish yeah I, I do wish somebody that actually liked it and can explain it from their point of view, kind of uh, teach me because <laughs> I I wasn't. I know I'm sure. All right, so you talking about you know. Kaepernick's mother and not mother, his parent her parentals, and this kind of like ties into like you know old topics we talk about this whole critical race theory and stuff like that. There was a recent article saying that this you know this lady, I think it's local, so I think it's like Loudoun County or some shit like that, where she said that uh, her six year old came over and said that uh she thinks she's evil oh i i didn't hear about it but i get what you're trying to say because um you talking about the whole critical race theory shit yeah yeah because i was thinking i hearing some some somebody saying like critical race theory is gonna make white people think that like white people are innately evil or some shit and like uh 
and uh, that it's like not healthy to make white people feel bad or some shit like that about the past, some of that nature. Oh, this is in Loudoun County on top of that. There you go, yeah. Loudoun County mother, my six-year-old somberly came to me and asked if she was born evil because she is she was a white person, something she learned in the history lesson at school. Uh what history class is a six-year-old in? <laughs> Answer me that. Ain't you I doing? know. Nigga, was we learning history in in at six? Fuck I remember I, I feel like from what I remember being in school, the first so-called history lessons was probably like second or third grade when we was like talking about the Native Americans and right Thanksgiving like, and shit. Yeah, like Thanksgiving. I think that's kind of how they start history with us. They start with like Thanksgiving and all that shit. But um I want to say at least second or third grade is around the time. I think third grade is when we start like learning about that type of shit. But uh I don't know, bro. I don't know what the, the, the shit that they teaching these kids in school, we don't know, man. We don't know. It's a different world. The, the teachers who was teaching us ain't the same as the teachers that's out now. So I do all- know they. I, I think they be talking about political, like at the at the basis. Like I know I heard my 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 kid come home in previous years talking about Trump. I'm like, bro, you don't even know who Trump is. Yeah, and um, my son is definitely said to me like, yeah, from, from when I'm learning in school, like people were really bad to black people white people are really bad to black men and uh, black people and women <laughs> my son straight up said that he was like it seems like white people are really bad to black men and women or black people and women hmm. well i guess that's what they're teaching evil though Oh, nah, that's what I'm saying. But so, all right. So, my question is, what is the benefit of teaching white young white kids that they were they're evil? Or did she just pick that up herself? I don't know. Or did she have a teacher say that word for word? Does it does it have any level of um? Do you have like the actual what the the mom said? I could probably pull it up. Yeah, and I thought I know there was a bunch of um, issues. I think this uh, Virginia vote or the Virginia election was like a big one. So I guess there was a bunch of bunch of controversy behind it because I know there's a lot of parents that's like you know fighting against the whole like critical race thing. And then I remember I saw some commercial where some guy was saying like parents don't have a right to try to tell the teachers what to teach their kids or some shit like that. Oh, that's yeah, that's gonna carry over to our next topic too. Okay, here you go. My children are now in private school and are thriving. We had specifically moved into CPS the swift and uncompromising of superintendents, Ziegler, and the school board that have forced upon us. First, it was in early spring of 2020 when my six-year-old somberly came to me and asked me if she was born evil because she was a white person, something she learned in a history lesson at school. Then you kept the schools closed for a year and a half, despite the science indicating that it was safe for kids to return. And now you've covered up a rape, then arrested, humiliated, and falsely accused her parents of being domestic terrorists. I wish I could return my kids to LCPS. Private school is expensive, and I want my kids to be able to walk home from school with their friends in their own community. I refuse to allow you to destroy our schools. They are not your schools. They are our schools. You all should be ashamed, and you should have the moral courage to admit you are wrong and step down. Uh. All right, put it like this. All right, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, all right, so I'm talking about this whole thing right here. Like, 
do you think that's healthy for a little six year old to, to, to think that you know her nah, race bro, is evil? You, you, you should be. Like, 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 that's 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 the same. I don't think a six year old should be even like looking at thinking you know, like that. Yeah, yeah, color or differences you shouldn't even be and stuff like that, that. Burden on them or that yeah. you know, just I'm a boy, you're a girl. That's it. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's like that. What uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I was even. I don't see at the that. I don't see the benefit of that. Yeah. Yeah. This is just we need Corey, we need Corey for this one. You know what I'm saying? This this is like his type of shit right here. I just think just bringing this shit up. Breaking is, it up as far as what? I'm, I'm even bringing this whole topic up uh, for a six-year-old is, I don't know, like the whole, you like stunting their growth. <laughs> what you mean as far as what? Like you're supposed to be like imagining things and you know what I'm saying? Anything is possible and stuff like that. And now you're telling somebody, you know, they evil and 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 be on the lookout for this type of person. Be on the lookout for this type of person. Like you, you creating a, a boogeyman and stuff like that. Racism is is like a learned thing. So you, you literally teaching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's shit wild though. How, how do you break a cycle if you teaching a cycle? Yeah. I mean, and is that is that supposed to bring everybody together through that shit? Is that supposed to create like a level of uh, you know, camaraderie amongst the people? I'm just I'm just trying to think of like what would happen to the mind of a six year old who who grows to believe that you know they're innately evil, you know. And then I put it like this: like I remember they do you remember that experiment that they did um, back in the day where they had like the little black kids and they gave them like the doll and they was like which one is bad? And then the, all the black kids said that the black doll was that, bad. That was in the. Uh... Is, is this any different though? That that was in the uh, Kaepernick jump. Oh, for real? But what yeah. what is the different? But is this different? No, not at all. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, all right, if if, if one breath you say, okay, when that was done to those kids, that was fucked up for them to believe that being black makes them, you know, innately bad. So it's like, is that what's the difference between this situation? You know, I feel I don't think it's healthy for any kid to grow up in the world to think that just because of who they their 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 color of their skin, they should believe that they're innately bad. You know, I don't, I don't give a fuck who you are. You know, what, where you come from, you know, the, the sins of those who came before you, you know, that's not that child. That's not that two-year-old, that five-year-old, six-year-old, eight-year-old, ten-year-old, you know, you know, give the, they have a, they have the opportunity to do the right thing or bad thing. Give these kids a, a chance, you know, to make their own decisions instead of planting that shit in their brain. And then that's just going to, you know, uh, uh, influence how they operate just going on going into the future especially at six years old if, if you put it in the child's mind that they're evil you know at six years old that's just going to carry on you know all the way into adulthood I, I, and then you know it's kind of like that same thing with us you know as black people with the whole black history month shit in school you get reminded <laughs> you was a slave every fucking year you know what i'm saying from kindergarten all the way up to your senior year of high school you just be reminded how you was getting your ass booked, whooped how you was getting hosed uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know if that's healthy, young, to be reminded how you used to get your ass whipped all the time. I don't know if that's good. You know what I'm saying? I think that's kind of abusive a little bit, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? But we'll see. Well, I, hope so. I mean, what you think? Yeah. It, I'm, I, I wouldn't participate in that shit willingly. And maybe we nah. do need... Uh, 
I don't know. The other side stepping up. What, what other side? What you mean? Our side. Like, is that is that beneficial? Well, you mean our side as far as black people? Yeah. Like, step up. For, for, what do you mean? Like, step up as far as, like, we don't saying want to. Saying this, this, this is... Yeah, like what, what's the point of teaching us? Like we should be Oh, I got teach, you. I know what you're saying. We should be teaching, you know, like you know, stuff that we say, you know, financial literacy and stuff like that and stuff like that. Like actually Well, I think the, I think a lot of times the parents, you know, people just trust the school system. They trust the teachers. They be like, Oh, these are teachers, they get trained, they know better than me. I'm just a regular person who has a kid. This is a person who gets trained to deal with children just down there. So Believe it or not, some parents feel like the school knows better than them, you know, and they'll just let the kid, the school teach them kids. Like, like a, a school could tell the parent, like, yeah, I think that, you know, your son's, you know, he wears pink shirts, so I'm going to start calling him, um, you know, Suzanne, uh, uh, you know, Charles Anna instead yeah, of Charles. No, no, but, but, but you understand what I'm trying to say, though? <laughs> yeah, you get yeah. my point. It's like, it's like I'm going to start calling your son Charles Anna because he likes to wear, you know, pink shirts or some shit like that. So you at home, you at school, you at home every fucking day. Don't even know that your so-called woke, your your son's woke kindergarten teacher is is telling him it's okay to you know wear a skirt or some shit like that. And you would have no fucking idea, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the shit I'm talking about. Like just little shit like that, you know. But a lot of people they just trusted the school. Like they'll tell you that, and you'd be like, okay, yeah, you're right, teacher. You know what you're talking about. You know better than me. You know what I'm saying? Like some people are like that. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. But that whole example I just use is real, nigga. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's some real. You, your child could be um, being raised by somebody who actually believes that gender is not a thing. Just keep that in mind, because <laughs> you know these are not the same people. These these people that's teaching these kids now ain't the same people who was teaching us. So I'm just letting you know there's a lot of wokeness going on in these schools. <laughs> you're 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 not. I'm, I'm I'm being real. Nine times out of ten, your child has a woke teacher. Nine times out of ten, it's just a fact, especially on this side of the country. Mm, yeah, and really, for real, that's what these parents is fighting against—the wokeness. That's really what they're fighting mm. against. She also talked about, you know, the mask and stuff too. All in the same breath. It, it all ties together. It's all the same shit. She, she said that. So yeah. Crazy times, man. So we break loose. All right, so we got this uh, Elon Musk thing going on. Yeah, this is this is a kind of wild. Uh, like you can, you know, talk about this shit multiple ways, and he got the, you know, the three six, you know, that whole thing going on, but. Uh, Supposedly, like whoever tweeted out from the UN um, Twitter was like bringing up Elon Musk, and then he came back, clapped back, and said he will give up six billion of his stocks, not you know, not liquid cash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, of his stocks, saying if he if they can prove in numbers how to solve world hunger. And this kind of brings me back to like the whole argument that I had on previous episodes. Like, why do we always look at this man for like a savior? It's kind of fishy. He's yeah, kind of he's kind of bucking the system, but look who the person is bucking the system. Yeah, 
But the thing is, all right, so the, the six billion, so what is he trying to like prove though? So he's saying that I'll give y'all six billion dollars. Can y'all solve world hunger off that? That's basically what he's saying. Like, what's the point he's trying to prove here? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I think it initially came from a uh like a UN tweet. What came from okay, two percent of Elon Musk's wealth it came from a CNN uh post. Two percent of Elon Musk's wealth could solve world hunger, says director of UN food scarcity organization. So this could have been orchestrated from Git. Um it said if if uh whatever can describe on his Twitter thread exactly how six billion will solve world hunger, I would sell Tesla stock right now and do it. So he's basically saying he's basically telling them niggas that y'all ain't really trying to save yeah y'all basically he's saying like I'll give y'all six billion just to prove that that's not going to change shit right is that what right I'm, is that what... it could be it could be like they trying to use him for clickbait maybe mm-hmm. do it take more than that uh, six billion dollars. I mean, I think that yeah. I, I don't know exactly, but I will say that uh, if people, you know, let's say you, if we have the power to end it if we wanted to. But you know, it's a, it's like that thing. It's like you know, you can't give people what they want. You gotta give them just a little bit to keep them, you know, on on the. Uh, but even if if he, even if he gave six billion, right? Yeah. And he forced other. Uh, philanthropist to Chevy up something could they solve it nigga two percent of, of his wealth is six billion dollars two percent nigga of his wealth is six billion dollars that's crazy but that's the CNN saying that yeah true 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 <laughs> but that sounds crazy though regardless can you imagine two percent of your wealth is six billion nigga that is nuts two percent is six billion you know what two percent of my wealth is Nigga, that don't even sound like <laughs> humanly possible, that nigga. Like, how else two percent only six billion? Like, how do you count? How you count that? But um, what, what, what was the last question you, you said? Though? <laughs> I know I, I, was, I was just so caught up in the two percent. I was like, what the fuck? Do you know what two percent of my wealth is? <laughs> nah, I'm not gonna... Oh, so he's basically saying, okay, explain to me how six billion dollars. Because I I don't think the just giving somebody uh you know six, six billion, billion can I solve. feel like world hunger is part of, like it's part of the system, bro. Like you gotta have poverty, you gotta have poor, like you have to have a standard for the bottom, then you have to have these rich celebrities, these elites, these people, you know, six billion pet. for how many days or hours? That's what so, I'm saying. Like yeah. I don't think I don't think I think uh, I think world hunger is something that can be solved overnight, but I also do believe that it's part of what keeps this system going. Like you gotta have people who have nothing and you have to have people who have more than they need to give the people in the middle something to strive for. You know, it's like, I don't want to be at the bottom, but then at least these people who have showed me examples of what it's like to, you know, be an elite, you know, like this nigga got a pet elephant. Like that gives me something to work towards. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I feel like uh, part of what just makes this whole economic system work is, you know, the fact that, like, but, but basically what I'm saying is what puts us on the conveyor belt to make the system go is the fact that we're trying to avoid being, you know, part of the people who are going to, you know, that's going to be hungry. You know what I'm saying? It's like literally the reason niggas get up to go to work every day is to, you know, to avoid hunger. It's like, nigga, I got to eat. I got to make sure I, you know, 
got sheltered. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't think it's a, something that's meant to be solved. You know, you know what I'm saying? I think that's just part of what makes this shit go. That's how I look at it. So I feel like for him to be like, oh, tell me how $6 billion is going to solve world hunger because he knows that just giving giving out, dishing out money ain't going ain't going to make the difference because we got a whole system that's, that's uh, you know, rooted in the haves and have nots. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I look at the shit. And all these headlines, no matter where you like go to, it's all the same headline. Mm-hmm. I can assure you that we have systems in place for transparency and open source accounting. Your team can review and work with us to be totally confident and such. Why he gotta do that? <laughs> I don't know. What you think? I mean, what's your hunch telling you? My hunch is telling me like, um, I don't know. Like, if he does do it, is he looking like a savior? If he, but this is the thing, like we just provided uh, vaccinations for a limited amount of people. They still sitting on the shelf. We could have solved hunger, you know, probably in efforts of that two times over. So if you want to solve it, you can solve it. If you don't, you don't. And they kind of show on their face. But why are you dragging Elon in it? And he's kind of like one of these characters that I always said is like, I don't know. He's like sound like a fake ass Tony Stark. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you could, but yeah, you could put it like that's kind of who he represents. But he's kind of like I don't know his whole like crypto stance and how he like fluctuates the market between Tesla and and Doge and Bitcoin and all that stuff, and then. If you want to solve like world hunger, like why 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 is he being thrusted in the face of world hunger? Why aren't these these nations of people that force these this 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 uh yeah you know? I, I know what you're saying and that and that makes all the sense in the world. I think that's a sign of an agenda being pushed because it goes back to that same conversation we was talking about with Enos Canner last week. It's like nigga, why are you trying to put all the problems in China on LeBron? That don't even make no fucking sense. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? It's like nigga, what agenda are you pushing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause there's problems all over the world. So I think it's the same damn thing. It's like, why are you putting it on Elon Musk? You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, it's niggas with more money than him. You know, it's like why y'all trying to right. make it seem like it's his job to fucking save the world. It's people we've never heard of who have who has money. Empower more resources, yeah, and more resources that we can even fathom. These people exist and we don't know about them. Why is no pressure being put on these niggas? You know, it's, it's funny how it's always like the pressure is always put on a public figure to change the world, but it's people behind the scenes that we don't know with all the fucking power. So it just tells me that most of these celebrities and these faces you see, they're just pawns, you know. Yeah, I don't trust the story too tough. Something to think about, though. And he's supposed to be like, you know, the whole saver with the Mars and shit. Yeah, man. Who knows, man? How 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 old is um? What's his name? I don't trust him. How old, how old is Tesla? I mean, how old is um Elon Musk? Uh, like on, on, forty. Only reason I'm asking is because it's like I be feeling like certain guys they be having um you know certain roles to play you know and they, they may not you know um 50 he's exactly 50 i just saw that too 
you know, he's from South Africa. That's kind of crazy. But um, yeah, I'm also mother and uh, father situation is kind of weird. Hmm. He's worth three hundred fifteen billion. That's crazy. <laughs> and he got a bunch of kids too. Damn, a whole bunch of kids. Um, last kids like a e uh artificial intelligence like type shit like that. And he on his third marriage too. Mm-hmm. Oh no no no, he actually married the same woman twice. So he okay. And he went to University of Pennsylvania. But um. Like I was saying, I think like Elon Musk, you know, he's still kind of, he's not old, old yet. So, you know, who knows, 10, 15 years from now, he might be gray in a fucking wheelchair making decisions out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, who knows what, who knows what, um, you know, his, his whole overall storyline has in store for the future. But I will say it's, it's, it's significant to the overall so, uh, storyline of what's going on in society now because um, they putting him up there with the Isaac um, Isaac Newtons and the, the uh, fucking... Um, the uh, all them geniuses of the past, the, the the Einsteins and the like. If you type in Elon Musk, his name is going to be next to all the all the geniuses. So that tells me that this guy has a legacy that's gonna that's gonna lead for the next 100, 200, 300 years. You know what I'm saying? Like he's gonna be in the conversation with those guys. So he's going to do something that's significant enough for us to talk about him for the next 200, 300 years. Because right now, nigga, off the top of your head, what has Elon Musk done? For you to just be like, oh, that's the reason why he's so important. You know what I'm saying? Like, off the top of your head, what can you actually say? Like, okay, I see why they talk about this nigga so much. See what I'm saying? Mm. So all that's telling me is that there's more in store for Elon Musk. You know what I'm saying? Because he has to do something that's going to solidify his legacy for 300, 400, 500 years. Because Einstein, they're still talking about. He's talking about Isaac Newton. They're still talking about all these super genius. He needs a big jump. He needs something like that, that that one moment that's going to solidify his legacy. Right. And I don't think it's happened yet. But I feel like they're prepping him. Especially to be like guy. in the internet time where stuff is, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. So he needs yeah. something that's seamless. Exactly. You know, because there's no way you're going to put him next to Albert Einstein and he ain't did shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's something's coming. Right. If it ain't come yet, it's coming. You know. Damn. Yeah. I never looked at it like, like this is this is an important <laughs> I know but this is like an important figure. The only reason why I know is because they put him next to all these super genius niggas from like 300, 400 years ago, longer than that. So he's gonna do something. Hmm. Yeah, um, that's just crazy. Our last topic, uh, speaking about something that's crazy, uh, we talked about, you know, the whole, you know, Loudoun County situation and even more closer, Fairfax County. Uh, Virginia woman says the FBI staked out her school board meeting. And I heard stories about this in the past, how FBI kind of like intervenes of like what's being said in PTA meetings or the whole critical race thing and all that stuff like that, uh, making sure people don't get too up and in a ruckus and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't know if there's any truth to this. I don't know. Well, nigga, the FBI ain't going to come out just to keep niggas. They could hire security for that shit. You know? <laughs> they the FBI ain't there just because niggas might get a little antsy. <laughs> they would have hired security for that shit. So that's wild. But I don't know. That sounds like, you know, thought police right there. 
That's what it right, that right. like to me. Is you it know, like but, uh them controlling uh like you know how we always say like they controlling the history as of right now kinda, the present. I mean, if the FBI is at PTA meetings, nigga, you, I, I I've gone to like fucking, I'll be blown I, if that's my sign. I've gone I've gone to back to school nights, nigga. The PTA the parents of the PTA meetings are no threat to nobody, so there's no fucking reason why an FBI should be at a PTA meeting. That makes no sense. But like, all that, all that's telling me is that you know there's an agenda that's being pushed, Damn. and they got to make sure like you know niggas ain't out here disrupting. So they got to know who the fuck has a mind of their own, and you know who's a threat to the overall movement and agenda. Like dial it down, dial it down. You know. Yeah, this is crazy. It's crazy, like nigga. These are parent concerned parents for their children. And you got the FBI watching you because of your perspective on how the, the school is dealing with your children, bro. That's crazy. Like, nigga, it's almost as if, like, bro, the, the government is like, nigga, your kids are not your kids no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that's what I'm getting from this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just one outlet, too. Yeah, Shit's crazy. Man, y'all got that. <laughs> and but but just in general, it's like, what are we coming to right now as a, as a society? The police like, state. I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how niggas sit back and thinking like our free, like we're becoming freer, nigga. Like our our rights is like nigga, it's closing in on us. You know, every day, nigga. If the FBI is at a PTA meeting, that's all you need to know. Because if it was about people being rowdy, they just hire security, nigga. They don't need the FBI for that. The FBI don't come out unless it's some real shit, nigga. Right. Like they ain't coming out for no fucking upset dad. You know what I'm saying? The soccer mom, they not coming out for no upset soccer mom. Like, come on, man. It's like, oh, he it's can say that. that. It's oh, deeper than that. He, he's saying uh, critical words and stuff like that. Oh, we got to take him out. Uh, you know, they're going to chill in the back. You know, but until you start talking about this topic, this topic, this topic, we're going to step in. And not even or not even that, they might just see who's who, and then when the joint is over, they might just pop up at your house and have a quick conversation with you, <laughs> you know. And then it's like, oh my gosh, the FBI just uh, I've no, you know what I'm saying? Like that was scared niggas right. straight. Like maybe like the FBI just came we're gonna need out, you like, to nigga. sit down for this one. We're gonna need exactly, <laughs> exactly. They're gonna like, bro, we don't need nobody that uh-huh. can record what you just said and put it on social media. And then you know what I'm saying like, no nigga, like shut mm-hmm. up, you know. And I think that's definitely something that to get like you know a soccer mom to shut the fuck up. <laughs> They don't know that you don't want no smoke with no goddamn FBI, but at the same time, when it comes to your kids, people don't give a fuck. <laughs> like a lot of times when it comes to your children, nigga, it'd be like, whatever, do what you gotta do, nigga. It's my kids. So we will see. All right, so it don't look like we're doing the overtime, but to get up out of here, uh the and B talked about us like two weeks ago. Facebook is about to um you know change the name to meta and all this stuff and hold a me- uh, metaverse, and this pretty much looks like how uh Reddit player one the whole oculus and yeah um virtual reality type you know experience people uh the matrix and how we hooked up to these machines yeah machines and just live living an alternate life being still living in this physical world but um i don't know bro like are people going to indulge in this and I don't know, kind of forget this physical realm or 
Yeah, we, I mean, we all we almost there already, man. You got a lot of people, you know, building up these online personas and shit like that. So that's just the first step. So if you can create, like, put it like this: you could be the most, you know, lame loser ass nigga in the real world, but you can be the most popping nigga online. A lot of people would rather be a fly nigga online than rather be a lame nigga in real life. You know what I'm saying? So why not? You can literally create an avatar that's like, you know you know bigger stronger faster handsomer than you are in real life nigga you know what i'm saying and you can build that like, uh can, free guy yeah you can literally build some shit you know what i'm saying that's the better version your skins of you. and it's so crazy because it's realistic because i could literally like somebody could look at my avatar and be like that's a cool avatar fuck with it. you know what i'm saying <laughs> but in real life they probably wouldn't like me you know what i'm saying right. so it's like yeah I, I definitely believe that's a realistic thing because i feel like that's just kind of playing out in real life right now and all, all these uh like games like um Call of Duty and Fortnite and Apex, they always talk about skins. Like, you know, you gotta purchase these skins and mm-hmm. apply that's like your outer shell and stuff like that. So like this, I don't know. This is <laughs> it's realistic. We got Uber Eats, you know what I'm saying? We got all this, we got the, the quarantine, you know what I'm saying? Niggas getting used to be in the house, a lot of people not going back to work. Like and that's the that's the other part, like the whole going to work and Shit, that like it's a lot of people who literally just been working from home since quarantine, and they, even their job is like, yeah, niggas don't have to come back. It's cool, you know what I'm saying? So we're getting more and more used to not going out. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if it actually got to that point. And look at this, Black Mirror 2011. Yeah, they tell, nigga, none of that's this what shit uh, is Daniel Kalua too. I remember the episode. Nigga, none of this shit is fake, bro. Like none of this is fake, and that was in 2011. You know, like that's basically his my player right there. Yep. Come on, man. Way back. Yep. Like, I'm telling you, I, it's definitely going to get to the point where everyone's going to create, it's going to become so normalized in society where the real you doesn't even matter. It's your your avatar is you. And you mind you, Mark Zuckerberg is probably one of the elite families. He's a, he's a Vanderbilt. Yeah, I mean, look, that up. look at Mark Zuckerberg's eyes. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, man. He's, he's not a regular reptilian. human. That nigga's not a regular human, bro. He's a reptilian. He's not a regular human. You can see it in his eyes. But um, either way, though, man, like like I was saying, um, they tell us everything on TV. They tell us everything in these movies. Like Black Mirror is important because because Black Mirror likes to focus on technology, and your motherfucking phone is a Black Mirror. That's what this shit is all about, pretty yep. much, nigga. Look, look at me. I'm holding the phone up to the joint, and you see the fucking reflection, nigga. That's a mirror. It's a black fucking mirror. That's what your phone is. So that's what they're talking about, technology, nigga. You know, it's like. None of nothing you I guarantee you almost everything you've seen on Black Mirror is probably eventually gonna be able to happen at some point, you know. Or already has. Or already <laughs> has. It's yeah. so crazy because a lot of these movies and all this shit, like none of that stuff is just like like a, there's some truth that a lot of these things actually exist. It just seems quote unquote sci-fi, you know what I'm saying, to the average person. But like this inspiration comes from somewhere, from something real. You know, predictive programming. But yeah, man, that I don't think about accident. Facebook, who knows? This whole Facebook jumps into metaverse, nigga. Like they're basically creating a whole new world, metaverse, a universe. They're creating a whole new universe. But I, <laughs> but, but but the thing is, was that the plan from the very beginning? Was Facebook just the the, the I guess the proxy, if that's the yes. right word? To 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 you know push us in this direction. Yes. Now, next thing you know, we got metaverse. So it went from Facebook of your real Art, face. You know I, I got. I got. Who? Yeah. What other company would have been? 
Facebook pretty much. Exactly. Facebook, Facebook <laughs> owns Instagram. But look, Facebook owns Instagram. So I mean, like at the end of the day, it's all the same shit. Exactly. All the same shit. You know, and all but that identity. Try shit. try to think of another company that would could stoop this low to make something like this happen. You can't. It has to be Facebook because think about it. Like even through Instagram, people have created a fake ass personas. Yeah. So it's like, nigga, they like, okay, let's take it to the next level. Nigga, let's create a world of fake personas. Like, you know. And, and then the look at that, the, the thing that people under, the thing look people at don't the get, but but the thing that people don't understand is that like that's going to take us away from humanity. That's going to take us away from our natural empathy for the for the our follow our next right. human being. Just turn the game so, nigga, I could become an avatar named fucking uh, Firestorm or some shit, nigga, and I say some shit in the avatar like nigga, the government's out to kill us, and the next thing you know, I'm gone and dead. You never heard from me again, and they be like, oh, that's just the avatar. That wasn't a person. You mm. see what I'm saying? Nigga, we're literally going to go into that point where you you're not even going to have empathy for any live any living life because all life is going to come through the form of a fucking digital computer screen. Like you know what I'm saying? We're going to be in our houses living our lives through a fucking computer. And if a nigga is gone, you're not even going to care because you never got to know him anyway. You just saw his digital representation. You know what I'm saying? So we are we are literally still going. Like nigga, we said this one of the first episodes or that we ever even tried on this podcast. This was a conversation, and nothing is going on in society. It's devi- <laughs> nothing's going away from deviating from that nigga. It's still actually looking like it's going in that direction. And this is all based on that quarantine shit. Having niggas in their house, not going to work no more, and ordering Uber Eats. That's a sign. <laughs> so now, yeah, you know, now, now it seemed deliberate. So now they're gonna say, "Oh no, nah, you can create uh, your yourself to be another." Nigga, it's, it's ready. It's, it's nigga, that's the motherfucking uh, ready player one. Nigga, yep. we're literally about to be ready player one. And it's crazy because, like, if you go on a lot of these streaming sites right now, what's the what's the like top five trending movies right now? Ready player one. That's where we're going into right now, man. We going and, and, and it's so crazy because the key things about uh, key the key thing about um, Ready Player One, it was an apocalyptic society. So the world that they was living in was no longer the same world, and these niggas was like living in basically like ruins through their and but they like they were living in ruins in the real world but through their computers it was like paradise you know what i'm saying it was like nigga this is what like they didn't live life in reality they lived life through their computers you know shit was crazy and it was a it was a post-apocalyptic world which means that the 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 the, the that's the new world you know symbolism is like nigga we're we're basically in the the new post-apocalyptic world quote unquote and from like a um you know, you know what I'm trying to say, like yeah. not literally, but the world that we used to live in don't exist no more. That right. world before this quarantine shit, it, it's not coming back. It's not coming back. This is the new world, literally for real. Right. You know? It's been two years since I've been wearing this damn it's mask. Not, that shit, nigga, that shit ain't coming back. I, I mean, maybe the mask shit might go away, <laughs> but as far as like I doubt know, the it. whole, I, I wow, man, that that nigga, that's like torture for me. Like just that you can't even see the the emotion on people's faces. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, yeah. that's not cool at all, bro. <laughs> I doubt it. We will see, man. You know. Yeah. I hate to leave y'all with some doom and gloom, but yeah, over at the Flight Room Podcast, <laughs> we like to hit y'all with some hardcore facts. And we see fit, you know, we want to bring y'all up. But if you got anything, Y'all want to touch on uh, moving forward, um, whether it be sports on the fifth quarter, regular societal topics on the Fireman Podcast, overtime, um, you know, 
conspiratorial topics or stuff that you know particularly nobody wants to talk about hit us up on overtime but uh go and dm us on twitter uh instagram email us um as in a link tree uh stream us on spotify itunes our radio google podcast all that and above we are live each and every wednesday on youtube um sorry we can't have all of us but you know if we try and make it better uh i don't know just uh send us recommendations all that stuff be interactive but it's over here at the fight room podcast it's me remy please over here with lighthouse and i guess you know we'll see y'all next week all right peace y'all we will holler